0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in on a Thursday to The Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borkey always glad that you are with me. So I'm going to be a little subdued today. I'm on, I'm on dad duty uh, just for a little while here. And uh, the baby's in the next room sleeping. So I got to keep it low key. All right. So shh, can't wake the baby up. But it is great to be with you. Always glad that you guys uh, are with me. Uh, please check out the stream in the morning. Uh, I know a lot of you have done so already. The numbers are really good on that. Uh, better than I expected. So thank you. If you've checked that out the morning live stream that I do every morning uh, on Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, uh, search my name. Uh, you can find it on any of those platforms, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, So thank you guys for tuning in uh, to that, but also thank you for tuning in to this. Uh, I'm going to focus mostly on Kermit Davis's press conference yesterday. So they're at the NIT, and some news came out of that, and I know at least a couple of people weren't really thrilled with um, some of his answers in the press conference. I'm going to tell you what he said, and I'm going to play it for you. Uh, so you can make your own uh, judgments. You can make your own opinions on on that. Um, because at least in one of the group messages I'm in, there were people that were really kind of fired up about his tone and the way he said certain things. But I didn't read it the same way uh, that they did. Uh, so I'll play it for you coming up here uh, in a little bit. And, um, yeah, we'll focus on that today. Baseball, I'll do another one of these tomorrow. Uh so for baseball um starting SEC play. Not confident at all, <laughs> or at least uh some of you aren't with how they're playing going into SEC play. I'm I, I'm not gonna freak out over one midweek game when you were throwing a bunch of young guys and stuff like that. I'm not gonna freak out about that. You don't like the way your team's playing going into SEC play, but I, I'm I'm not there yet. Uh, This is a big weekend, though. It's an important weekend for this team, uh, for sure, against Auburn. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show. But today, focusing on uh, this press conference from Kermit Davis. Of course, uh, this is the Rebel Report. Again, I'm Michael Borke. Subscribe to this podcast, leave leave a rating and a review if you'd like. And the show is brought to you every day by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford, it's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. We had some rough weather come through the state yesterday. I know on the radio show, that's all we did uh, was weather all day yesterday. And let me pull up Oxford. I've still got Madison in front of me. It's in the 40s right now where I sit. I mean, it's in the 40s. Come on. I thought we were done with all this. But grilling weather is coming your way uh, this weekend, even mid 60s with the sun out. That's perfect. Grilling weather. So get that started at LB's just across from Kroger University Avenue. Go by, see Greg, tell him that we sent you. Or if you want them to do the cooking, daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Uh, But take advantage of the beautiful weather. Mid-60s and sun this weekend in Oxford. If you're not going to the baseball games, uh, enjoy yourself behind the grill and get that started at LB's. All right. So Ole Miss is at the NIT. Kermit Davis had a media op yesterday, of course, via Zoom as these things are done. And there were some things he said that fired some people up. So I didn't to tell you the truth, guys, just full disclosure. um, My main focus is on the radio show. I mean, that's you know, that's my day job. That's what pays the bills. Right. Um, This is a supplement to the radio show. It's like supplementary coverage. But my day job, what pays my bills is the radio show. And I didn't even think about using pre-NIT audio press conference for the radio show. So I didn't watch it. It wasn't until somebody sent me uh, a tweet from one of the people that covers the team, like in a beat writer capacity. Um, And my friend was was mad about something he said uh, regarding KJ Buffin, And I'll get the the direct quote for you, you'll get to hear it here in a second, but how the tweet was framed. um, Let's see. It said, quote, this is Kermit Davis. I'm just going to leave it at wanting to coach the guys and talk about the guys that want to be in our program. And a friend sent that to me and was like, I'm sick of that kind of talk. That's kind of what he said. There were some expletives involved. uh, And there were some other things in this press conference that were said that At least a few people that I know and I talked to did not like at all what was said during this pre-NIT press conference. So, a couple of things. And I'll play it for you so you can hear it for yourself and make your own judgments. But you guys have heard me before say, um, and I will say it again because it bears repeating, that Ole Miss basketball does not have a history of success. We all know that. Uh, the first few decades plus of the program's existence were bad. Any success that Ole Miss has had as a basketball program has been relatively recent relative to how long the program has existed. It's a 111-year-old program, as Kermit Davis will tell you. Um, most of the success is re- it's relatively recent, right? Um, do you guys all know that? there is an element to expecting to make the NCAA tournament two out of every three years is unrealistic. I don't think think that's a realistic expectation. I think it can be done. I don't think that's a realistic expectation for this program. I mean, nobody in the SEC really does that outside of like Kentucky. And even they struggled to do that Uh, or Florida, for example. I mean, they're finding their way in often, but obviously the resources are very, very different. So it's not an easy job at all. But like uh, a lot of people have said before, it's okay to acknowledge that the program doesn't have a history of success and also that this year was a disappointment. There's no way that you can spin this season. You can't spin it. Just be honest with it. This season was a letdown. This season should have gone differently. Yes, you are proud of their fight and the way they held on and almost made the NCAA tournament. And yes, the three years under Kermit Davis with NCAA tournament bid, NIT bid, and a year that was going really poorly. But that is generally kind of above what the program has been historically. But history doesn't matter today. What what should have happened this year is a team that was as talented as the one they had should have made the NCAA tournament, and they did not. It's a disappointment. That's okay. That's okay. But when the only defense of this didn't go well is history, you lose. You lose the art. You lose. Look at things in a vacuum right now. And that's why at least a couple people, again, that I talked to were not particularly pleased with the history thing. Uh, and you'll hear it in a second, but um, it's not as bad as the quote sounded, though. And, and I don't agree with some of the reaction that I saw. How negative it was! I, I mean, what would you prefer a coach do? So he referenced that Ole Miss doesn't have a, a postseason record. They've only been to they've played postseason basketball, um, like twenty percent of the seasons in the program's existence. It's not a very common thing for Ole Miss basketball. While it does have a very Houston nut, wouldn't know, or uh, 50 years, you know, been 50, 50 years, it's got that kind of a vibe. Um, what would you prefer the coach do? Would you, would you rather him say, yeah, the NIT doesn't matter and we don't give a shit and, you know, this is a waste of everybody's time? Would you want him to say that? I mean, he's trying to get a team ready to play. He's trying to see if there are young guys on his team that will step up or if he has to address some positions of need in the transfer portal. And we'll get to that here in a second as well. But what would you prefer the coach do? I mean, seriously, when you're criticizing that statement, the, well, you know, we're happy to get back to the postseason and stuff this program hasn't done it. I understand that it sounds very Houston nutty. It does. But he just got out of a practice. He's trying to get a team ready to play. Could you imagine if he sat in front of the the reporters and, and said, yeah, you know, we don't care. I mean, this, this is stupid. The NIT doesn't matter. We're wasting our time. This sucks. You know, we underachieved. I gave you guys expectations. I didn't meet him. So, you know, I'm disappointed with the season. I don't give a shit anymore. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, is that what you want him to say? No. So, I mean, what else can he say in this moment? He's trying to get a team ready to play. He's trying to see if Matt Morrell will, will be able to step up. He's trying to see if Jarkel Joyner can be the guy in the offense. He's trying to see if Sammy Hunter will take a step forward. I mean, there there are things that can be accomplished by playing in the NIT. And so he's not going to sit here and downplay it. He's trying to get his guys motivated and tell them it matters. He even said that uh, the team had a spirited practice. So good. Um. So, I I don't understand that criticism. Yes, it does sound very Houston nutty. It does. I mean, it it does because history doesn't matter today. Today, your team underachieved. That's okay. There's no other way to spin it. This team should have been better than it was, period. Full stop. I mean, it should have been. But uh, am I going to sit here and criticize Kermit Davis for Saying that he's happy to still be playing basketball, no, that's ridiculous. Uh, that is uh, ridiculous. And then the the quotes on KJ Buffin, and you'll hear him here in a little bit. But KJ Buffin entered the transfer portal. Uh, I'm not going to read it to you, but he had a you know heartfelt notes app thing, thanked Ole Miss for his time and stuff like that. Um, KJ Buffin as you guys know, was kind of, I don't want to call it a target cause it's, you know, it's just criticism, but, um, was singled out a handful of times, uh, this year after losses, um, kind of blamed for them was, uh, specifically called out by name. And I know a lot of people didn't like that. I didn't particularly, um, particularly like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, uh, singling out kids like that especially when he's definitely not the only reason they lost these games that he was called out for I don't know I just I thought I thought that wasn't wasn't cool but that's all it was um Perman Davis is a tough coach he's tough to play for requires a certain mentality to play for him maybe KJ buffin just didn't have that mentality. Some guys respond to that kind of criticism. Some don't. Now, that number of those who don't is becoming increasingly larger. I mean, there's only so much that that players can take anymore. Maybe this style is dated. I don't know. But um, I think when you hear the quote yourself, when you actually hear him address the Buffin thing, it's not as bad as it reads. It doesn't sound as bad as it reads. He just... Buffin left the program. I just want to talk about the guys that are here and I'm not going to comment on that. It's not as bad as it sounds. So, that quote, when it made its rounds on Twitter and stuff like that, made some people uh, upset. I heard about it. Um, but when I sat down and actually watched it, uh, it didn't register to me as bad as it sounds. Now, it does raise an eyebrow. I mean, this was one of his uh, original guys. Uh, You know, multiple years in the program, developed into a pretty nice role player. Why is that guy leaving your program? I mean, that's red flag raising. Why is he leaving the program? Good minutes was producing some kind of disconnect there. So, I mean, I I think there's something to what some people are concerned about with this program right now. I think there's something to the concern. Uh, you know, why is he leaving? He was a guy that was getting a starter, getting good minutes, rotational piece. Why is he leaving? What is this team going to look like next year? Because now buffin has gone, schuler has gone, Ramella White's gone. So who's it going to be? What's this roster going to look like? And that, that's a question you can't answer right now because of the transfer portal. Uh, he was asked about it, and he said he's going to be heavily involved. In the transfer portal, uh, adding three, I mean, possibly four guys. Uh, he he says three, but that was before Buffen officially entered the portal. So it should possibly open up another spot, I assume. And there was some criticism of that yesterday where uh, a former a- Andy Kennedy assistant said if a college program has an exodus of players, it's generally for one of two reasons. There's new coaching staff, and they're trying to get their guys in, or things are not great. And, you know, for whatever it's worth, there have been some signs that things aren't ideal right now. But when you look at Ole Miss basketball, compared to the rest of the country, the transfer portal is growing and growing and growing. Look at Alabama's roster and where those guys came from. Look at the number of players that are in the portal this year as opposed to last year, and it's only going to get worse. So while it is concerning, it's eyebrow-raising that K.J. Buffin left while being a starter and a decent role player. Um, there was had to have been some kind of disconnect there, and he's not the first player this year that's transferring away from that program, but look at look at the portal right now. Look at college basketball. I mean, that's another example of: Am I really going to criticize Kermit Davis for using the transfer portal and relying on the transfer portal when everybody is? I mean, that's what college basketball is becoming. Are there questions? Sure. Is it weird that Buffin's leaving like this? Yeah, that it's eyebrow raising. But am I really going to sit here and say that? It's exclusively because Kermit Davis is an ass or whatever? No. I mean, this is bad. This is how it's working now. This is how it works now. The transfer portal, while it's good, in my opinion, that kids can, if they don't like the circumstances they're in, can change and go to other circumstances or a different place if their coach left or something like that. I I mean, I could have transferred schools when I was a student if I wanted to. If something didn't work out when I was in college, I could have left. The players should be allowed to do that too without penalty. But one of the unintended consequences here is, I mean, these guys just are leaving at the drop of a hat. I I mean, roster building for basketball is insane now. And, And it's only getting worse. So when you have people say, I don't know what next year's team is going to look like, and and it's concerning. Yes, because what you look at, what they have coming back, I mean, I mean, who's going to provide offense for this team? Is it going to be a, an undersized guard that can't shoot from the outside? I mean, is it going to be Sammy Hunter? Uh, you know, who who is going to provide offense for this team right now? Is Matt Morell going to take a step forward? Maybe. Is it going to be a true freshman? I mean, maybe, but. I can see how somebody can look at this team and wonder, what what the hell are they going to do next year? I get that. Um, But what I'm not going to criticize Kermit Davis for is using the transfer portal and being semi-dependent on it. Because that's what's happening now. That's how this is working. Yes, it's year four. It's going to be year four. Doing a total roster overhaul, it's not ideal. But Ole Miss is not unique in this at all. It's different now. It's very, very different now. And so you hear him talk about it. And again, one of those things where you you hear it and it sounds different than uh, the way it reads. But if he uses the transfer portal, good. I I mean, that's how you have to build rosters now. They've got holes on that team next year. He needs to fill them. Now it better work, but he needs to fill them. And if you can get... Plug and play guys out of the portal? Good. All of those things can be true at once. You can say that this team underachieved because it's true. You can say that Ole Miss basketball does not have a history of success, and that's true. You can also say that Ole Miss basketball is in a better position today than it's ever been to be successful. You can also say that you hired any Andy Kennedy stepped aside and you hired a new coach to elevate the program. You, you, you do that stuff to take a step forward. That can also be true. It can also be true that Kermit Davis is the right guy to do that. That can be true. All at the same time with all this other stuff. It can also be true that K.J. Buffin leaving on top of significant roster turnover is eyebrow raising. And also, it's kind of crazy. It can be true that relying on the transfer portal is not a bad thing anymore. It is not uncommon. It's what you need to do. Kids are dropping like flies everywhere. The portal is just filled with players, filled with players, and just more and more and more every year. All of those things, every single one of those things can be true at the same time. Nothing wrong with it. You'll hear uh, he also talked about Devontae Shuler possibly not going to be able to play in the NIT. Uh, His mom is having surgery, actually, and uh, Devontae will be with her while she's going through that. He wants to rejoin the team. Uh, They have to probably uh, win uh, for him to be able to play. But he he not being there is uh, a result of his mom having surgery and uh, not opting out slash transferring the way – K.J. Buffin did. Kermit was also asked why play in the NIT. He gave a good answer. Um, It was something that I liked. I mean, it's no, it's not the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he called it prestigious, even though it's not. It's the NIT. Nobody gives a crap. But, um, again, what kind of message are you sending your guys if you tell them that they need to work hard and practice hard and play hard, and then he goes in front of the media and says, this doesn't matter? I don't understand what some people that were upset about those comments expected. What, what do you expect? I mean, you expect him to say it sucks? No. So he gives a good answer about the NIT. Because we got a game. You know, there's a game in front of us. There's some young guys that, that can step up and play. And, I mean, why not? We're going to be on national TV. Why not? Uh, good answer there. So I'll play that for you. Um, you can hear the quotes that I was talking about, about K.J. Buffin um, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how many people had a negative reaction to what he said. I just know some did because uh, I heard about it. I heard about it myself. Uh, so here that is. Um, you can you can listen and decide if it sounds like Houston Nutt doing the 50 years thing, or if he's just if he's just talking about a tournament that his team is playing in. Um, stuff like that. I don't think it's near as bad as some of the reaction was to it. Yeah, I really don't. So here that is now. I'll play Kermit Davis for you uh, right now, and that will end the podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Forgive my lack of energy. Again, baby sleeping, one room over. Got to make sure it stays that way. You know what I mean? Uh, So y'all have a great day, and uh, we'll talk baseball with you tomorrow. So thank you for tuning in. Subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Uh, Check out the streams in the morning. I'm really having a lot of fun doing that here's Kermit Davis uh, with the media yesterday with those quotes that I was talking about. If, um, if you hear it and you don't think anything of it, you're just like me (laughs) because I did not. But apparently some people didn't like it very much. So y'all enjoy that. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.
1: Uh, so proud of our guys down the stretch. Really the third best record in the sec in the second half is behind Alabama and Arkansas. Uh, Great effort against LSU. It was just a tremendous college game. Uh, You know, give LSU credit down the stretch. They asked us to stay in Nashville uh, just to be under the COVID protocol because they knew we were tight, you know, close in that bubble. You know, some things happened, some upsets, you know, that probably hurt our chances on Saturday. But we stayed in Nashville, watched the selection show, uh, and then uh, obviously we, we didn't get selected. We drove back, heard the news of the NIT, so so excited. I've been in it three or four times at different schools, been a part of some great wins in the NIT, and uh, to be the first ever number one seed in the history of, of Ole Miss. And, and when you look at it, guys, Ole Miss has been playing basketball for 111 years, and uh, it's our 22nd postseason tournament. So, you know, so I'm excited for our guys. And uh, so we're going to go play a really well-coached, good Louisiana Tech team.
0: All right, Parrish, start us off. Hey, Kermit. Um,
1: we hear a lot this time of year or uh, moving toward the NCAA tournament about the look test, the eye test, when teams are playing well. You, you know, I, I thought y'all looked like a tournament team m- much of the time. Do you sense that uh, that much credence is given to the look test, or is it just really, really dependent on your analytics? You know, I, I think it just varies, Parrish, year to year. You know, I mean, I've been on there this, this year it seemed like they were on the side of the mid-majors. And I had no offense, they all had great years. And you know, I've been on that side where they didn't, you know, at Middle Tennessee. One time they did, and we got in that large bid. Uh, so, I, you know, did we have some holes in our resume? We sure did, like everybody did, perish those, you know, those 10 or 15 teams that got in and didn't get in. But we just thought that, you know, by what we did in the league and, like I said, how we're playing at the end, we felt confident, you know, and that our resume was a pretty similar to the one the, uh, the first year that we did get in as an eighth seed. Uh, COVID, how are you guys set up there? I know uh, Yolette's team have, or she has, has it. There's some issues in, in baseball right now. How are you guys set up? Uh, well, knock on wood, uh, Thomas Gray is getting out of COVID. Our assistant coach, he missed the SEC term. our last couple games. Uh, he'll join us tomorrow in Frisco for his first day. Uh, like I said, knock on wood. Our, our other guys are are doing fine with COVID and been under, you know, the strict, you know, protocol. And uh, we'll get jump right in it in Frisco tomorrow. Good, to Ben. Yeah, Congress you brought it up the disappointment of not making the tournament, but once that disappointment um, kind of had some time to breathe, to just think that the players responded pretty well. And is there excitement about playing in the NIT? There are with 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 a lot of our guys. KJ Buffin has opted out of the NIT. And uh, and so you know, but I can just say this, you know, Ben, we're just excited about I am coaching the guys that want to represent Ole Miss and look forward to playing in, in the postseason and and uh, you know, and so those guys that we had practice yesterday, uh, they were they were really excited and uh, and looking forward to going. As far as KJ is concerned, is him popped out of the NIT does that affect his future in any other way? Yeah, I'm just going to leave it. at want wanting to coach the guys and talk about the guys that, that want to be in our program, Ben.
0: Go to Nick. Other than KJ, are you expecting to be full strength?
1: Devontae Shuler flew out. His mother's having surgery in Vegas. And uh, so Devontae didn't practice with our team yesterday. He's with his mom. And uh, so we hope to get Devontae back uh, to Dallas to meet us and... You know, but then what happens? You know, the pro the COVID protocol and getting involved in it, depending on when he can can come back. And so, but but Devonte is not with our team; he's with his mom. So we wish, you know, Ms. Linda, a, a recovery and a and a you know a successful surgery.
0: Go to Courtney. Who kind of? Nope. Oh, sorry, Nick. Nick, can go no worries, ahead. Adam. Who would you need to step up if
1: KJ and Devontae can't go? Really. Well, you know, Jarkel's has got to play a lot of point. Jar- excuse me, Nick. Jarkel will have to play a lot of point. Uh, you know, Matthew Morrell and Austin Crowley, uh, you know, minutes will go up. Uh, I think Luis Rodriguez will need to take a, a big jump. You know, and Romello White, you know, needs to play like the best player in the tournament. And he's capable of doing that. And uh, we got some other guys, you know, as far as uh, you know, Robert Allen, Sammy Hunter. So we'll have to have some different guys to you know and we, we've done that i mean we, we we've had some guys that that have stepped up and we have fought some different injuries and different things uh, along the way this year
0: all right courtney go ahead thanks coach obviously this time of year there are teams that you know choose not to participate in the nit was that ever a consideration for your guys to not you know go to that postseason game after you know being so close to the NCAA tournament. And if that wasn't the case, then why did you think it was so important for your team to get this postseason experience?
1: Well, you know, I just think this. We have a lot of guys that are really excited about playing. You know, I think, you know, some people, they see a lot of the football players that opted out of bowl games. You know, and uh, and, and I can understand maybe the, the draft status is real, real, real high. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I just... You know, you get to go chance to play in a prestigious tournament on national TV uh, with your best friends, the guys on your squad. And so I know the guys in our gym today are, are excited about playing. And uh, But, you know, it, it is a disappointment. I, I've been on both sides of it. It's a disappointment when you sit there and you think, you know, your players, you think you deserve to be in and, and you don't get in. And, uh, and nothing against the committee at all. And it is. It, it, you, it, there's a sunken feeling, you know. But then I think it takes a couple days and and to get guys excited about it. And so, like I said, we had a real spirited practice yesterday. Go to Neil. Did you call on me, Adam? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Neil. Okay, I couldn't hear it for a second. No all Kermit with the news about KJ in mind and obviously there's some other guys that are leaving and guys that are going pro and that kind of thing. You've got a lot of available spots. Have you gotten involved in the transfer market at all to this point? Yeah heavily. Uh, Neil with, 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 with uh, high school guys that are still available and uh, we want to have a great mixture always and uh, obviously we signed the three guys early and, uh, and sure we've been on Zoom calls the last two or three days with guys that have entered uh, the transfer portal. There's some really good talent out there. And so I think probably like everybody else has done, you know, it's just, you know, in this day and time, you know, it's just, it's going to be ever changing rosters in college basketball. And I know we're not accustomed to this much change throughout college basketball. Uh, It's going to happen. And, uh, but still, you know, we feel good about like high school guys in our program that are here. You know, from Austin Crowley to, to Matthew Morrell, Luis Rodriguez, Sammy Hunter, good high school players. You know, the three high school players that we've signed early. So we're not going to abandon high school basketball at all. That's going to be a top priority. But, yeah, to get a guy like uh, Romello White to fit a perfect, you know, a need, Robert Allen, those kind of guys, yeah, we'll still be, be involved in that market, Neil. Good, to Ben. Yeah, to piggyback off of that from uh, Neil Kermit, as far as the numbers you're working on or operating with, do you have a number in mind? and How many could you potentially add this spring, do you think? Yeah, probably. We're looking at maybe maybe three, you know, Ben. And, uh, you know, so that that's kind of the number we're looking at uh, right now. But like I said, you know, just the changing of rosters uh, throughout college basketball, college football, you know, I, I think – uh, even the teams that are in Indy right now, the bubble, as soon as their season is over, then they'll go through the same things of whether guys are going pro or whether seniors are coming back, uh, transfer. I mean, so there's, there's just going to be an influx. It's just something we're all going to have to manage uh, like we've never managed before uh, throughout the rest of you know, college basketball in the next eight or 10 years. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.